Welcome to another edition of Chargers Unleashed. Jake Ebner and Dan Wolkenstein here with you from the LA Football Network. Today's show, of course, is being brought to you by Bet Online, AG1, Aura, Mint Mobile, and Rock Solid Sports Memorabilia. If this is your first time tuning into the show, make sure to hit that like and subscribe button on YouTube. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Week six, the return of Chargers football and the return of the very, no, very one and only Dan Wolkenstein. Oh, feels good to be back, man. Uh, missed you guys. Missed everyone. Jake, missed you. Thanks for holding down the fort. Had a live show for folks who did not have a chance to go watch. It's recorded, so go have fun. Boy, does it feel good to be back. Felt like I was on a little mini bye week as well, but we are here. Week six is upon us. Primetime matchup versus the one and only Dallas Cowboys. Uh, we'll get into the preview uh, minutia later in the week, but this episode... Jake, I think it's good just to kind of get into the welcome back to week six. Welcome back to football. Where are we at? Where are the Chargers at? Huge opportunity ahead. Uh, talk about the J.C. Jackson stuff that has happened since we did this last. We talk about some of the injury updates from this Chargers team. Talk about the massive opportunity to build on the momentum for this Chargers team to get to above 500 in a 2-0 in the AFC. Uh with the Kansas City game coming up. If they can win this one, win that one, 2-0, number one in the AFC West, like you'll take it. But let's first talk about this Los Angeles Chargers team, Jake. 2-2, two and two, off the bye. They are getting healthier. We'll talk about that in a second, Jake. How are you, my friend? I miss your face. Man, I'm, I feel like I'm refreshed this week for the Ooh. fact that Chargers football was not on on Sunday. <laughs> No cardiologist had to come to the house this weekend. I just got to sit back, relax, eat, and watch football. It and also kind of felt good, Sunday. right? It felt good, right? It felt great. You know, it kind of just gave me gave me like a glimpse into you know what the off season is going to be like. But in the same circumstance, it's like you enjoy that where you don't have to be stressed out. But then it's kind of a catch twenty two because you're like, I don't want all my Sundays to be like that. No. I miss my Chargers football. So it's just like one Sunday here or there, you know, that's 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 nice to enjoy. And in this particular circumstance where the Chargers were with their current list of injuries and the break that all of us needed after four nail biters in a row with these Chargers games, I think like, the fan base in general collectively deserved a little bit of a break too. 100%. And I'm glad football is back. And this is a huge, huge first of two week step for this Chargers team. Make it a three-game winning streak. Can they do it? And the guys that will help, some of them are returning from injury. Jake, let's start with the injury updates. We saw, as of minutes ago, (laughs) uh, Chargers that are back on the field. Donald Parham looks to be back on the field. Looks like he may be sporting some type of brace on his right hand. Not sure. I'm sure we'll get a lot of updates from the coaching staff later. Dean Leonard is back out in practice. Alohi Gilman is back out in practice. Derwin James is back out in practice. Austin Eckler is back out in practice. Otito Ogbonia is back out in practice. Again, we don't know the extent of these, but they are out there on the field participating to some extent. That's what we know. Just to piggyback on the Austin Eckler stuff, Dan, Daniel Popper literally just now tweeted conversation with Austin Eckler right after practice that he expects to play this week's at 99% chance that he will be playing Monday night against the Cowboys. So that is a huge, huge welcome sigh of relief, literally and figuratively 
because this Chargers offense hums even more so with Austin Eckler, the touchdown leader. Sure, they could Big use him in the pass protection as well. Oh, boy, can they do that. Yes. Uh, of those names, Jake, which ones stand out to you? I mean, I think you got to talk about the return of Derwin and Alohi Gilman. <sighs> Two weeks ago against the Raiders, when Derwin's out, when Alohi's out, when JT Woods is out, everybody is wondering, giving up the fact that the Chargers have given up so many explosive plays this season, how that was going to work. And in a weird way, the defense, for some reason, became more simplified. Now, did you stop those explosive passes? No, but you definitely limited them to what they had been the previous three weeks. Uh, Devontae Adams did not have the usual Devontae Adams game that he had been doing. Obviously, Jimmy Garoppolo not being in there was a big factor and having Aiden O'Connell be there in this first start when he had to look down the face of Khalil Mack seemingly every single snap. That causes some differences, but... Uh, Derwin James having a playmaker like that, especially back for these two games against the Dallas Cowboys and Kansas City Chiefs coming up, it's huge. And you would hope just from a standpoint of continuous improvement that you need. Again, nothing is flawless on the defense right now. We fully understand the issues that are taking place. But progressively, this team needs to get better. And with your player like Derwin James and having Lohey Gillen back, your two starting safeties, obviously that is huge. Um, I'm, I'm just going to go out on the limb and assume that Joey Bosa was taking another rest day because obviously he didn't end up playing in the Raiders game. So he's had quite a bit of time to rest and he's had the hamstring and the toe injury now that he is actually dealing with. Mm -hmm. Um, but good to see those names back. And especially Austin Eckler, when you look at the pass protection last week and just over the last three weeks in general, since his absence, it's kind of the underlying area that he's been missed, not just what he does in the run game and the pass game, but as a blocker as well. So another way to give Justin Herbert some protection when he has just been under fire these last few weeks. So a lot of welcome back names in that circumstance, definitely going to need all hands on deck over these next couple of weeks. Yep. I think Dean Leonard is a name to look for chargers coaching staff and even training camp. You and I saw it like he's looked much better. And there was, there was one day in particular in training camp where he had more pass breakups than I've ever seen in one single training camp. six in one day. In training insane. Camp. Insane. So he has the side, has the speed. If he can kind of get it between the ears and kind of keep getting that growth mentality, he's going to be just fine. Atilog Bania is the name that I saw that I wasn't expecting to see. And then a name that I didn't see that I was expecting to see was Jalen Guyton. So let's talk about those two for a hot second. Atino Agmania, we haven't seen at all. At all. And to my surprise, again, in what capacity, I don't know. But I believe it was a really bad bicep injury that he dealt with last year. This is the first time you're seeing him at practice. And he was humming the game that he ended up going down that injury. He had progressed very well. So will he return this week? Personally, my opinion, I don't know anything. Probably not. But the fact that you're seeing him back at practice was, a, I think it's a great sign sure. for the development. On the flip side, no Jalen Guyton on the practice field, at least from what was been reported so far. That one stings a little bit. That one stings a little bit because, you know, we heard earlier on, like we were thinking earlier on, hey, maybe he can come back for week one. And then all of a sudden, you know, he gets the, the four game time period. And then a bye. So we go, all right, this guy's got six weeks. 
and still not on the field with everyone else, at least in that capacity. A little bit of a bummer. And that makes you start to think about, all right, well, what free agents, not, or either free agents or trade deadline opportunities. We saw Michael Harmon come out on this chopping block today, possible trade candidate. I would love to see Michael Harmon with or without Jalen Guyton, but that one kind of stung a little bit. Wrapping out that, rounding out that wide receiving core, you know you got Keenan Allen. You know you got Mike Williams. You know you got Darius Davis. You know you got Quentin Johnson. Those other, those last two, you know, there's room for development. They're still rookies. They can be utilized more. Sure, I get all that. Add Jalen Guyton and Michael Harmon does not change that. It gives you depth at speed. That's what you're wanting. And more offensive firepower to go up against some of these juggernauts in the AFC. So, Hopefully, <laughs> we see Jalen Guyton or some other speed guy get infused into this Chargers offense. We'll see about it, Dan. Um, it'll be interesting because, you know, last week or excuse me, two weeks ago now with the Raiders game, they had obviously brought in Simi Fajoko. Once Mike Williams went down, they had activated Keelan Doss to kind of subplant that loss of Mike Williams. Um, again, nothing Nothing recently. We had heard just vague reports from Brandon Staley as far as his overall progression. And just like, he's coming along. He's coming along. I wouldn't be shocked, literally, as if it's just like you wait until you know how well this team plays things close to the chest. So I think as long as if there is a shot for some reason that Jalen Guyton could possibly return this week against the Cowboys, I feel that that is something that Brandon Staley would keep as long as he could until someone actually literally sees him out there on the field. So Fair. we're probably not going to get any updates from him in terms of what the latest in his progression is or what his timetable looks like when he's going to return. It's literally going to be like, when he's out there, he's out there. It'd be nice to have him for this Dallas game. It'd definitely be nice to have him against the Kansas City game. That's for sure. Um, but then you, I got to give you again credit for this. You can't just let it slide so fast. For the standpoint now, like you said, it's no guarantee that he could return but you did shoot your shot at the rock solid sports memorabilia signing the week before week one. And Tito was one of the first guys that were in the building signing. And as he walked behind us and out the door, Dan Wolkenstein shot his shot and said, Hey, so we'll see you after week four. Right. And jokingly, he kind of pointed back to Dan and gave a nice smile and a nice laugh. Didn't really exactly tip his hat, but it, kind of sounded like he tipped his hat. So again, no guarantees that he plays this week, but it's definitely a a positive sign to see him at least out there on the field. 100%. We'll see what it means. We'll see what it means. Uh, I So with all the guys added, we talked about Jalen Guyton not being there at practice today, nor was uh, Joey Bosa, but that one is less concerning because he does just fine without practice. JC Jackson, obviously, no longer at practice. Now a New England Patriot who they just got the doors blown off of them again. What was it 31 nothing, Something like that? I thought it was, we I thought haven't it was had, 40. <laughs> you, you and I haven't had a chance to go over it since all of the news went down. And I'm sure you kind of already did uh, last week. But in short... Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, guy, you were right. It was 34 to nothing. Excuse me. 34. Might as well have been 58 to nothing. <laughs> Could have been. Yeah. So the way that that game went. Uh, in short... With the guys returning, Dean Leonard, Derwin James, Lohi Gilman, now with more of a consistency, if you will, for the cornerback room. In short, 
Do you think him being no longer a Charger helps them on and off the field? Is there any question about that at this point? I think if you go back to the discussions that we were having between week one and week two and what Brandon Staley was doing in terms of rotating guys, bringing them in and out, we figured out very fast that that probably wasn't the right thing to do in that circumstance. You have to have continuity. You have to have rhythm. That's going to build a good cohesion group of guys. Now, personally, I thought, and we talked about this during the offseason, that if there was going to be any rotation, that it was mainly going to be between Jasir Taylor and Asante Samuel Jr. for their versatile skill set and what one did better than the other in the slot on certain downs and against opposing offenses. Brandon Stanley kind of took it the, to the extreme in terms of how he rotated guys in and out. Um, look, the Chargers are 2-0 without J.C. Jackson. Now, is that a coincidence? I'm not. Gonna, he's obviously not the only reason of why they are 2-0, so we're not trying to directly link that. Um, but it's a very... It was a very interesting situation and way to dissect it, and the way that those threads started becoming unraveled when you go back to the Minnesota game where Brandon Staley says, you know, we'll see if he's able to make it back. Time will tell you know, for moving forward with this team and getting back to that level of play. And then JC Jackson says, you know, I'm very confused why he made me uh, healthy and active during that. And then the week progresses and the chargers make the trade. And you're kind of like, okay, well he remember it was Brandon Staley leading up to the Raiders game on Friday that he said that JC Jackson was going to be active for that game. And then we come to find out that he did not play a single defensive snap and then shortly afterward, he's traded. And then you hear these reports that it was Jason. The reason Jackson why he didn't play. Who voluntarily did not want to go into the game, even when a fellow teammate of his and Michael Davis went down with an ankle injury. That that's shit does just, not fly. That does not fly in a locker room. That's period. just not. Guys who go out in the field of battle together, you know that that is just not good for team camaraderie, for team morale. It obviously was something with Chase Claypool in Chicago with why they got him out of there. Um, and this was the reason for the Chargers having to get out of that. And yes, from a macro standpoint, in terms of the contract wise, yes, it's disappointing for the standpoint that you couldn't even get a year and a half into that contract before you had to break away from it. Obviously, for the Chargers down the line, it's good that you got out of most of that contract on the back end. But this obviously was something that there was a lot of underlying discourse between player and coach, and it just couldn't work. And it's unfortunate, but this essentially is going to be the same Chargers secondary that you went into with last year that hopefully could take you on a little bit of a run and hopefully can progress and grow together. And that secondary last year looked good. Again, it had Bryce Callahan, but in totality, Mike Davis and Asante Samuel Jr. were very good last year. And maybe with this rhythm and the continu continuity, they can ball out. You add Jazir Taylor into the mix now. You add Dean Leonard into the mix now. I, th I think they're going to be okay, and I think they are going to be better. No question. So, kind of pivoting from roster stuff into the game that is Monday Night Football, primetime, in the lights, Revenge game for a one Kellen Moore. This game has so many interesting storylines and kind of connect the dot moments. 
And it's a statement game for both teams. And as much as we talk Chargers and that's who we cover, like put your Dallas Cowboy coverage hat on for a second. You just got the brakes beat off you by arguably the best team in the NFC. And you were supposedly in that tier. And then you lose a couple guys. You lose Turpin. You lose Vanderesh. There's special team dates. I forget his name. He's also gone. They are in a desperate mode right now, too. If they lose two in a row after getting the doors blown off of them, that team's in a tailspin, too. And for as much as people want to talk about how great this team is, which they have a ton of great talent. Stefan Diggs no longer on that. Sorry. Trayvon Diggs is no longer on that team uh, due to injury for the year. There's just something off about that team. And the wins they've had have not been against good teams. The losses they've had, one against a really good team. The other one, the Cardinals aren't great. It's a very interesting, very interesting matchup. And obviously, Kellen Moore, no longer in Dallas, now with the Chargers. Jake, uh, I know this is an easy, cheap shot, but do you think they miss Kellen Moore through five games? I don't think you have to ask us, Dan. <laughs> I don't think you have to ask us that question. I, I'm more, I was more happy to hear it from the national media pundits who essentially are just taking the words right out of our mouth, specifically Rex Ryan, who basically says, I'll tell you who they miss. They miss Boy Wonder over there in Los Angeles. And I call him Boy Wonder because he looks like he's 16 years old. Richard Sherman said the same thing. So, I mean, the, the red zone struggles for the Dallas Cowboys have been the numbers do not lie in that circumstance in terms of what they have not been able to do. And then you flip it around and it's literally the exact opposite for the Chargers and what they were last year with Kellen Moore now. So for reference on that number, Jake, the Chargers currently red zone percentage, 68.8% conversion, fifth in the NFL. Dallas Cowboys, 28th in the NFL, just 36.8% of the time converting the red zone to a touchdown. <laughs> no bueno. 21st in passing is this Dallas offense now. Chargers, 6th in passing. 17th in yards per game, Jake. <laughs> Dallas Cowboys offense is Chargers offense, 5th. I will say this, Dan. I was actually kind of hoping that the Dallas Cowboys would have put up more of a fight in the 49ers game because, you know, like you said, they literally got bum-rushed by the 49ers. Now you have a pissed-off Dallas team that's coming to play the Chargers, which we have all seen. The Chargers are no strangers into making mediocrity look elite. So you know that you're not going to get the same results as the San Francisco 49ers got this past week. You know this is going to be a much closer game. However, as you're saying, you feel that Kellen Moore just has a little bit underlying motivation oh, yeah. for this one, considering the reasons that he was essentially the scapegoat to, I wouldn't say Dallas's offensive problems last year because they were top in the league in scoring <laughs> simply because they got ousted in the playoffs. That was the reason. Um, okay. Whatever justification we want to make in that circumstance, but yeah, I would think that Kellen Moore with a bye week to prepare, extra time, getting guys healthy, I would think that he's got a little bit more 
on the line for himself personally in this game. Obviously, the Chargers need it. But this will be an interesting game of cat and mouse because Kellen Moore knows Dan Quinn's defense very well. And Dan Quinn knows how Kellen Moore likes to run his offense very well. One of these things is going to fold. I'm looking forward to fist bumps. I want fist bumps from the Chargers sideline. I want a fist bump. I want to see at least a fist bump from all three of these guys. I want to see a fist bump from Kellen Moore, which you don't see. You don't see much emotion from Kellen Moore. I want to see that on Monday. I want to see a fist bump from Bannon Staley because he has a ton riding on this game too. And there's a lot of mouths to be hushed in these next two weeks. At least an opportunity to hush those mouths by a one head coach, Brandon Staley. And Justin Herbert, obviously. I want to see a right-handed fist bump. I want a fist bump from the hand. I like how you said it. I like how you said right hand because appropriately Justin Herbert's figure is bashed up on his left hand. So. Exactly. You like that? I like how you uh, threw that in there. That's that. I want to. I just want to see this Chargers team just go crazy, have fun, be aggressive, go for a couple fourth downs. Like that's who you are. And for the most part of the season, like that's they should have done exactly that. So I don't know. I think there is more at stake for Brandon Staley, obviously, than Kellen Moore. But like in a single game vacuum, no one would admit this. I don't think Kellen Moore is that type. But I think this game means more to Kellen Moore in isolation than anyone else in this team. And I honestly, I hope that the Chargers players, everyone going in this week is like, let's win this for Kellen. That's what, that's what I'm hoping for. Do you, do you agree? Is that, am I thinking too far into the Kellen Moore stuff? No, I, I mean, I'm sure that there is, I'm sure that there has been discussions over these last two weeks in that locker room. I mean, they're probably not saying like the win one for the Gipper type speech, but I'm sure that there has been a lot of emphasis to say like, okay, Brandon Staley may just step aside and say, Kellen, like, what do you got for us? Like you take the reins, let's prep, let's go. Um, in a weird way, Dan, I'm, I'm almost, you know, looking at this in hindsight, I'm almost glad that while the Chargers came away with a win against the Raiders, I'm almost glad that there were so many things that needed to be corrected in that game. Totally. From the from the offensive line, from Rashawn Slater giving up the most pressures that he's ever given up in a single game, um, to the rest of the protection, obviously with Will Clapp, the utilization of Quentin Johnston, They're just down all of these things that you're going to take into the bye week to say, we need to work on, we need to tighten the screws because we've got a big game coming up in two weeks. And hopefully they spent these two weeks working on all of that and collectively get better for it. So I would hope, and I have more confidence in this offense now mm-hmm. based off of what I've seen from four weeks, that Kellen Moore knows how to game plan. And he knows how to adapt to opposing defenses on a week-in and week-out basis, as opposed to the run-in-the-mill, vanilla, same-style offense that we saw from the Chargers on a weekly basis last year. So I have a lot of confidence in what Kellen Moore can do to game plan. It's what is it the Chargers can do to somewhat stop that defense from getting to Justin Herbert, and how can they get after the Dallas Cowboys offense? Those will be things that we'll obviously break down later this week. Yeah, Uh Look, and you mentioned it. Like, this defense is far from perfect. This team is far from perfect. There's a lot of things that they can improve upon. Like, we've talked about a lot of those things. That being said, and I know this is probably coming from, you're not going to want to hear from me, but there are a lot of things that this Chargers defense and team have going for them right now and have a momentum swing in the right direction. 
And so it's easy to lose sight of the things going right when there are things going wrong. But they're two and two. They made it through the first month. They're two and two. They have an opportunity to go to three and two this week. Third down defense, aside from penalties, which a different story. Aside from penalties, third down defense is actually good. Held the Raiders to one for 11 on third down. Like, that's good. Aiden O'Connell or not, doesn't matter. Three for three on fourth down. Not so good. <laughs> not, not so good. <laughs> not so good. Their pass rush has been very good. The linebacking squad overall has looked very good. Special teams needs to be improved, especially J.K. Scott. Looks polar opposite than what he did last year. But again, like the team has recognized that. They've called that out. I think the pass protection can get a little better. Although, you know, when you go up against Max Crosby, who's arguably top two, three pass rushers in the NFL, like that'll do that to you. You tip your cap. Justin Herbert's look great. Keenan Allen's look great. Offense, largely, aside from some of the timing of things, has looked pretty good. And things are trending in the right direction, I think is what you'd like to see. So, again, th- this is a huge, huge opportunity. And the ability to go to three-game winning streak and more, got to stack these wins when you can. And this Dallas team seems a bit vulnerable right now. They really do. Their offense isn't what it was last year. Their defense isn't what it was at the beginning of the season with Trayvon Diggs. The defense has looked very different since he went down. And also, the offense that the D- that the Dallas Cowboys are going up against, Jake, is very different this coming week than they have gone up against the past five games for them. San Francisco included. Like, they have not gone up against other offenses of this caliber. Like, Jake, who, who the Cowboys played this year? Giants, Cardinals, <laughs> Jets with Zach Wilson at the helm. Those Think are about those quarterbacks. Yes. And again, Cardinals was with Josh Dobbs, I believe. Like, <laughs> I want to get to this quote real quick, Dan. I just got this, saw this from Bridget Condon right now. This is Michael Davis after practice today. He was asked about J.C. Jackson, to which he says, <clears throat> basically just saying with J.C. Jackson being gone, what where, where does this secondary unit go from here? So he says, Quote, things are a bit more set in stone. Now everything falls on me. I feel like me and JC were kind of competing for the spot, competing to see who was starting every week. It was kind of the unknown every week, end quote. I'm glad, I'm glad he's gone. Like, I, I wish him well in New England, but it's better for the team that he's gone. You can't imagine being Michael Davis. In that circumstance, like with that quote, like that sucks. And the last year of your contract, we balled out last year and you're having to compete for possibly you're either going to be corner one or corner three, four. It's hard to have continuity and rhythm when you don't know if you're even starting. (laughs) Well, no time for distractions with this Chargers team. And luckily, they have some more time to get healthy ahead of this Monday night game. We're going to preview this more as we continue on in the week. You cannot overstate how important these next two weeks are for the trajectory of this team. Polar opposites. I don't think there is 
a happy medium. It's going to go one way or another. And weirdly, this Dallas game is the easier of the two. Even with some of the struggles the Chiefs offense have had and the defense kind of carrying them, it's still the Chiefs. They got to get this win. This is a win they got to get. Period. Jake, anything else before we head out of here? We'll break it all down later this week. <laughs> we'll break it all down later this week. Just cardiology appointment I'm, scheduled for Tuesday it, oh, morning. It's, oh, it's already been scheduled, my friend. No, 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 not for Tuesday morning. It will probably arrive by halftime okay. on Monday. So just, okay. it's already been scheduled. I've already taken care of that. Gotten ahead of the game. So comes the form <laughs> of brown stuff in a glass. We are ready to go for Chargers football. <laughs> I love it. Awesome. Well, hey, this has been fun. I'm glad to be back. Uh, shout out to you again, Jake, for holding it down. This has been fun for Jake Hefner. You can find him at Jake T. Hefner on X, myself at Dan W. Sports. Uh, lots of swag and stuff that we're giving away. Again, every fourth down that goes through, we give away a fourth and daily t shirt uh, on X. Uh, we got some Dick of the Kicker, big energy shirts that we got coming up. We had some great giveaways here. I'm talking to Sante Samuel Jr., Tuli Tu Pelotu, talking Sean Merriman giveaways coming up here on upcoming Chargers Unleashed episodes. But until then, Jake, Dan, Chargers Unleashed, LA Football Network. We'll talk to you next time on Chargers Unleashed.